Protesters dressed up like handmaids outside Brett Kavanaugh's Senate hearing. So his hearing is kind of like Comic-Con, but with even more fear of vaginas. Bob Woodward's new book alleges that President Trump said Jeff Sessions is mentally disabled. That's incredibly offensive. There is no need to insult the mentally disabled like that. And finally, people are destroying their Nike gear to protest Colin Kaepernick's new Just Do It ad campaign. Nike understands their concern and is urging protesters to buy lots and lots of more Nike gear so they have plenty to destroy. The Trump Report starts now. You're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz I want you to want me. Welcome to the Trump Report. I am Christian Black, joined making a triumphant return, our friend Brooke Solis. Thank you so much, Brooke, for being here. Because, in all honesty, if you were not here today, we wouldn't be doing the show. Well, I really missed you guys. I'm so glad to be here. It just feels good to be back in this chair. Yeah, and there's so much fun to talk about. There's always, uh, you know, just light. Well, there are, you know, legitimately, there are a couple of more lighthearted conversations this there week. Are. There are weeks where it's it's a bit of a drag, but uh, it's you know, serious, there's but... times where you just have to laugh. And um, for- we're gonna have fun today. Fortunately, there's some some good things to laugh about, and we are gonna have fun. And if you're watching live in the chat, please comment. And if you're watching the archive version, also comment. But uh, if you're commenting live, we will get to your comments a little bit later in the show. Yes. So, uh, as I alluded to, I think we should start with the uh, Brett Kavanaugh hearing that eventually started. And uh, there were a lot of, uh, there were a lot of delays. And mm-hmm. I will give my hot take on this before I ask Brooke what oh, you let's think. Hear it. And I think I would have found the whole thing a little bit more genuine if, one, it wasn't a room full of Democratic senators who had said, we are not voting for this man. And two, it wasn't a room full of Democratic senators who we know are running for president. <laughs> oh, so yeah. it was it was a lot of grandstanding, a lot of mm-hmm. like, well, how are we supposed to read these 43,000 pages of documents? Even though we're not going to vote for him. How are we supposed to read? It's like, it's you know, and it, it, I think that it was actually Ted Cruz made that point. You don't, it's not about the documents. You don't need to read them. You already know you don't like them. And maybe legitimately you know. So there was a lot of carrying on. And I think that uh, Chuck Grassley has the patience. You know, not a guy that I don't, I, not a guy that I think I ever would have voted for if it was my district. But I have to admire him for how much rope he was willing to give everybody to just kind of keep going, you know? It's a grandstand. Yeah, he's just like, he's like, he wouldn't let them talk at first. And then he's like, all right, just let's just let this happen. And they, uh, you know, he had a sort of a funny line about they were taking advantage of his generosity <laughs> because they were saying he wasn't generous. I'm like, I'm pretty sure I've been pretty generous. So uh, it was very interesting because it, it was unfolding while I was at the gym because can't you tell I go to the gym a lot? But I was uh, – and I was just watching. And a lot of people were walking by and they they stopped and – they were just like, what? what's going on now? Because it was just visually very interesting because mm-hmm. they were all very animated. Cory oh, Booker. Yeah. I Corey mean, Booker, that definitely. should definitely be a gif or gif, depending on how you pronounce it. So the uh, the Brett Kavanaugh, give us your thoughts on, well, really all of it. And I will call it a spectacle. It I was definitely a spectacle. I think it's gif, by the way, since it's graphic. Yeah, I always image. say gif, but I've been corrected probably by those millennials. It's say, probably millennials who are trying to. Gif is peanut butter. And if they'd like to be a sponsor, this. we would be happy to have them. We do love peanut butter. Yeah, skip. If you're listening, that's fine, too. Anyway. Okay, so I caught bits and pieces of it as well that's, because yeah, I was in community property class today. Yeah. Which figuring sounds Figuring out how to. Should we spend an hour on community everything's property? Everything's community property yeah, between correct. me and my future ex-husband. 
Uh, but <laughs> That's right, boys. Did you hear that? Future ex-husband. <laughs> I'm horrible. Um, but, uh, yes, Cory Booker, Kamala Harris, they all got on their presidential uh, soapboxes today and, and made their grandstanding gestures. I will say, just to play devil's advocate, that I do believe that it's unfair to the American people and oh. the judicial process that, that the Democrats, maybe some who might truly want to know more about yeah. Kavanaugh, oh. although they already know, it's should have had the opportunity to read they these documents. It, what I think they said 15 hours ago. Yeah, so, on Labor or, Day. Yeah. You know, and hey, it's a day of working, so you should true, be working. The but, irony. Yeah. And they won't let them. Thank you, thank you. Oh, in the booth, Jeff Graham. So, thank you, Jeff. So, I the do newly think... married Jeff Graham. Congratulations oh, yes. Speaking of marriages, we yeah. won't talk about divorce, Jeff. We're yeah. sorry about that. But if you need a lawyer... No, I'm just kidding. Much appreciated. I've taken notes on all this, you guys. That's right. Thank you. Oh, goodness. Um, so, I will say that it's unfair to the judicial process that that's not being allowed, that, there, that it's not being delayed, which I really think it should. But we all know, too that every single Democrat in there is not going to be voting for him. Yeah, and the argument that it should be delayed because there's this air of suspicion around President Trump, I think that that's a little tougher to sell. So the documents, it's like, all right, you're, what you're saying makes sense, but they definitely want this to move along a lot faster. Mm-hmm. They don't want this to get too close to the election one way or the other, I, I assume anyway. And right. so I, I, find it, I find it interesting, but I, I feel like... I don't know. I don't look. I, I don't pretend to know everything. I feel like this is a fairly standard operating procedure when it's like, you know, you're going to just dump a document on people when they don't have time to right. read it. You know, and it, it's a, it's a favorite quote of the right. Nancy Pelosi, when they passed Obamacare, said, "Well, we have to pass it so we can read what's into it." Well, no, you should probably yeah. take the time to read it. <laughs> And then decide whether or not you should pass it. And th- the same thing, I think, logically applies here. I just uh, I just found the whole thing was so showy, but immensely it's, entertaining. It certainly was. But, but that's a fair question to ask, too. Does a rigged election allow a Supreme Court justice who might potentially serve for many, many, many years and will also, of course, sway yeah. the court? I also have to bring this up, and I don't know if you saw it. So there was a um, video or meme of a woman sitting behind Kavanaugh I saw for this. half the time. Holding up her hand like this, I don't know if you guys can see it. Which is for those watching on YouTube, it's some kind of white white power power salute. Now, the only thing that I'll say about that is the sources where I saw the close up of that video aren't. I don't like to throw around fake news. I don't know how much I trust where that was. Now, I saw that woman sitting behind him. And I wasn't wasn't looking to see her hand, so I'm not saying I didn't see it. Mm-hmm. But I do wonder, and maybe if anybody watching has, you know, a, a better. I mean, I didn't see it on Infowars or anything like that. What was the? But I know you're a fan. I well, mean, it was, Alex I, saw, and I. I saw it on Twitter, and right Same. away I'm like, I don't know how much I trust that. Mm-hmm. You know, but, I saw it on Facebook as well. But um, I mean, I don't know if it was altered or not, but it definitely looked really suspicious. The manner in which she was holding her hand. Uh, for so long that way and then even the look on his face and his positioning himself in a way so that that was prominent as well I thought was odd yeah and I mean I always find these things you know look it's it's one of those things where you're like well if it's true that is certainly uh certainly something that I am concerned about and she held it there apparently for a very long time oh is that live I'm not live but is that a a video or a picture I'm 
I'm looking at. Oh, it looks uh, like it's a... I'm looking at a lot of uh, sources, and they're all just people posting an image that I think they're all sharing from something. Right, right. And uh, now a conservative outlet for sure. This is Ben Shapiro's outlet, but this does come up on Twitter. Uh, the Daily Wire points out they have the still where her hands are folded in her lap. Now, look, she sat there for a long time, but I do have to say that look, it's they're zooming in on somebody who is watching. MSNBC, mm-hmm. and it looks like that's what the image is. But again, I don't believe a lot of what I see anymore. And I, I, and I can also say, I could understand how she just changes her hands. Or if, I mean, I talk with my hands a ton as a Latina. We we change our hands, but that's a very particular hand gesture to be holding, which is not necessarily comfortable. So I don't. <laughs> yeah. Here I am with my conspiracy theories. No, and uh, I I don't know. I mean, and the I guess the she's uh, an attorney too. Is this the, defense attorney? Well, yeah, and the uh, the 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 man's wife is very upset that people are accusing her of. Uh, and and the woman's name is Zena Bash. She is oh, a Washington D.C. attorney. I wonder. If she's... And she worked as a law clerk for Kavanaugh. Oh. Uh, and then her husband uh, did take to online to say that. Uh, to, Take to online. I sound like I'm 70 years old. <laughs> took to he took to the computers, went to the interwebs. Yeah, he went, he went to the interwebs and he spun it. Uh, so I saw that meme, and this is this is a perfect example of even though somebody looked like they were zooming in on something that had the MSNBC graphic, and I'm not going so far as to say that you know if I see it on MSNBC, I'm going to say that it's not real. No, if I if MSNBC's official account tweeted that I would be like all right I guess that's what they saw but what I'm seeing is somebody allegedly goes up to their TV and films it so uh, obviously very troubling but I also feel like a white power salute that's not really a day one thing you save that for day two or day three at Uh, least towards the end (laughs) at least at least towards the end Uh, and then there was also the controversial uh, photo that was circulated on a lot of mainstream media of the Parkland survivors. Did you see that? The I don't know if I did see that. father of one of the Parkland survivors went up to Kavanaugh towards the end to shake his hand and speak with him, and he refused to shake his hand. And we know that the NRA has given a lot of money to Kavanaugh's nomination. Um, so there's been speculation regarding that as well, which is really unfortunate. I don't know if you can find that. Right. Yeah. Well, you know, everything's out there. I mean, according to a photo from the Toronto Star... And, you know, if you're in Canada, that is a uh, reputable uh, publication. And, uh, you know, there's also video where the man tries to shake his hand. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, I, I don't I guess he says that his daughter was murdered in Parkland. Mm-hmm. And I guess he feels like that's not a, a hand that he wants to shake. I, honestly, no matter how you feel about it, I think for politics sake, you should you should always shake a hand that comes out. I mean, unless I think I you guess, should shake you should shake any human being's hand who's just trying to. Yeah, especially when you're your trying to look like a, somebody decency. who should be, uh, uh, you know, who should basically be approved for the Supreme Court. And uh, Jeff has found a, an image of it. The uh, Washington yes. Post. Uh, Brett Kavanaugh says that uh, the Parkland victim's father uh, had his back turned to him when he tried to shake his hand. So that seems like see. That's the that's the thing that makes me question the white power thing because very quickly you look for this and you're able to find from very reputable the video is mm-hmm. also ABC News so I'm seeing it enough places mm-hmm. that other thing I didn't see from anywhere that I really trusted and I'm not even saying it's not real the other thing I'm just like I I, I always question that uh, so uh, anyway sure, and it's all speculative of course we just see yeah. her making a hand gesture that it's not an indication of anything of course so we're not 
throwing that out there. But we also just want to talk about. Yeah, we just things. talk about the things that we've seen. So this was really just the the first day, and you know. There was a lot of posturing, a lot of grandstanding, as as I said. And uh, even Ted Cruz was there. And as he was talking, I'm like, oh, he's going to run for president again, isn't he? I just wasn't – I hadn't thought about it, which is so weird because I seem I to remember Be- that I his – I think Beto, didn't Beto his, should run. Didn't his father try and kill Fidel Castro? So I thought I heard that from a really reliable source. I believe someone is the president. So I, I don't know that he can – I think can the president it. said a lot of horrible things about his family members, but yeah, I well, digress. You do digress. You know, someone who he didn't say a lot of terrible things about, but uh, President Trump said one terrible thing in particular about John McCain. And it was really, I like people who don't get captured. That's so idiotic. You can kind of like negate everything else he ever said about him because it's like, no, that's a really terrible thing to say. So, of course, you are not invited to the funeral. Yeah. And that was a uh, that was a, a, a very public showing, I think, of just like, hey, take a look. Uh, you you're not coming. Here's who I want to speak. People who I see as presidential: uh, Barack Obama, who defeated him in election; mm-hmm. George W. Bush, who defeated him in a primary. Right. And you know, it's funny. I was talking about this just earlier uh, on my personal podcast, the Blackcast, about George W. Bush. You know, speaking at John McCain's funeral, and there was an image that you saw a lot from the right during Obama's presidency. And it was a picture of George W. Bush laughing and it just said, miss me yet. But now (laughs) I feel like that's a bipartisan thing where people like just thought George Bush was the worst thing that could ever happen to this country that could ever happen to the white house. And now on this very show, we've talked about people are just like, like, Oh no, we would definitely take him. If he could go for a third term instead of a second Trump term, we'll just go ahead and take that instead. Obviously they want to insert old president here. Yeah, right. Exactly. You know, they, they, they take Bill Clinton, is Jimmy Carter still alive? I think he is. I he's think just, he is. He's yeah. in his nineties. Still I think building they, homes yeah, for Habitat. For yeah, humanity. he does a lot more than I do. But uh, I thought it was interesting because there were a lot of people speaking about the John McCain funeral, mm-hmm. saying that oh, I can't believe that George W. Bush, in particular, but also uh, Barack Obama and Meghan McCain, politicized this event. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, first of all, he was a you know a lifelong politician who served in the military before that. So right. it's probably going to be a political conversation. Mm-hmm. And I think if he had passed away a few years ago, I don't think there would have been swipes at Obama who, you know, beat him in the 2008 election. But this is a guy who's said some really crappy things about him. So I don't know. I kind of like that they used the opportunity for this for this funeral to speak out yeah. against someone. Look, George W. Bush doesn't speak out a lot about he didn't speak out about Obama. He doesn't say that much about Trump. Usually it's it's thinly veiled. Mostly he's just happy to paint. But uh, <laughs> or what, share some candy with them. Uh, well, that was yeah, well, yeah, I'm glad so you cute. mentioned that. That was like a great little viral moment that it, it's hard not to like. It's hard not to like George W. Bush in this moment where he's like he's like a naughty kid who just like slips Michelle Obama just a oh, little yeah. bit of candy. That's him all the time yeah. though. There are so many moments like that where you just kind of just oh you're just think it's so cute but um so yeah give us your thoughts on sort of the way that the, politiz- the, the politicization, politicization of the uh of the funeral and I, I i for one am not surprised and i i i feel like 
everyone there felt like it was a great opportunity for them to make these points. Yeah, well, look, I mean, it wasn't against McCain's wants or wishes, given that even his final note to Americans was somewhat political as well. I don't know if you saw his last words that he wanted to be read. I did see that. That statement was somewhat political also. And I don't think that Meghan McCain, his daughter, who knows her father better than anyone, you know, his family members know John better than anyone, would do something against his wishes or make it into something, use it as a platform or use it as something that they wouldn't want, that he wouldn't want said or done. And it's that's his family. If that's how they choose to to carry out their funeral and his last time on earth, then so be it. They're allowed to do that. Yeah. And I, I don't know. I was I, look, I was just more than a little surprised at how upset people were. And I think it was because they took it personally that it was George W. Bush. It was somebody that they, as in like conservatives that I follow on Twitter, that they felt like he was their guy and they defended him for mm-hmm. years and continued to defend him. And they felt like well, this now was... they know where George W. Bush stands. Yeah, like, Some I... people, some Republicans have a, a, a line that they eventually draw and say, this is where I stand. So I'm, and I I'm think, glad that he did that. I think there are a number of Republicans who have drawn that line, but oh, yeah. uh, you it's an invisible line. That you'll never actually see because they don't want to let you know. Right. And how McCain they feel. drew that line and withdrew at certain times as well. You know when he voted against the um, when he was a deciding vote with uh, the health care act. Yeah, and I think example. that alone is what uh, I mean. That's what set Trump off more than anything. He'd already, oh, yeah. he'd said the uh, I like people don't get captured thing long before that. Right, but, right. Um, I did want to talk about another funeral that was last week, and this is well, this is one of our lighthearted topics here. Well, very and it long was, funeral. It, <laughs> Well, but both beautiful. of these funerals were like three days long. <laughs> and th- I'm talking about the Aretha Franklin funeral. And first of all, she had four wardrobe changes in the funeral as a deceased person. I was going to use the term corpse, and that sounds like a terrible thing to to say to the ultimate diva. Uh, so there were four – there were definitely four costume changes during the course of the show. That's amazing. And I was just like, well, that's stunning. But <laughs> – what I really was surprised by was the fact that we we really saw some interesting reactions to Ariana Grande performing. Now, I am not a fan of Ariana Grande. Uh, what? She has a great voice. She has. Well, I was going to say she has a great voice when she sang that song. She sang uh, "You Make Me Feel Like a Natural Woman." And uh, there were some men in attendance that did not treat her <laughs> like a natural woman. And there was initially a lot of attention played to the fact that she wore that dress. And it was a short dress and a short dress for a funeral. But at the same she's time... She's also a performer. She's a performer. She was there to perform. And I don't think Aretha would have been like, can you believe that girl wore that short dress? She would have been like, oh. Aretha's a diva. She yeah. would have been like, you do you, honey. I, I, Aretha might have said the dress was a little long. Right. You know, she would have been like, why don't you take it up a little bit in the back? You know what I'm saying. <laughs> and so, she's young. Yeah, she she is young. Yeah. Is she, is she 21? I don't even. I so. Yeah, I, I believe that's how like old she is. So there were a couple of things that I saw uh, while this was on. And I, I'll admit that this was on while I was at the gym as well. Did Not that I spent that much time. gym time. Yeah. Three hours a week just happened to be during this. So the first one I would like to show, Jeff, yeah, that one right there. You see, and it's, (laughs) look, you can't help but laugh because there's Bill Clinton. He's like, I don't know what an Ariana Grande is, but... Can you bring one of those over this way? I'll take a grande. Hillary's way in the back. 
she made me Ariana Venti, if you know what I'm saying. And uh, I think that uh, I was looking at that, and I'm like, oh, Bill, come on. And I'm like... You know oh. how long I've said this, Christian? Every I feel like every time I'm at this table, I'll say that Democrats are going to pay for, excuse my language, that BJ for the rest of our lives. Because if Bill even looks sideways at a woman... Then well, it's going to be like Dirty Bill, who should have been impeached, and blah, well, blah, 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 blah. And there's, there, you know, here's the thing. Without the Monica Lewinsky situation, there are still a lot of allegations against him. They yeah. just didn't happen in the White House. That whole Paula so, Jones thing. Yeah, well, look, you can you can discount a few of them, and it's sort of like the argument that was made when the Harvey Weinstein was starting to happen. It's like, look, you want to throw out half of them. That's still a lot. Bill yeah, Cosby, no, the agree. same thing. It's and like, I'm not there were like 62 accusers of, of Bill Cosby. Yeah. by any means. No, but... but some of them could have been politically motivated, but Absolutely. I do wonder if they all are. Uh, and, and I, I think, gather that some of them probably weren't, and that it yeah, potentially and there, there was an actual situation. Yeah, uh, yeah. But so this happens, and Jeff is showing an image on Twitter. Uh, the difference between Bill Clinton seeing something that he enjoys. It's something that he doesn't. Now, I'm surprised that no one has made the gif, we're going to stick with that, okay. of it being Hillary there speaking and he's making that oh, face where he's asleep because I'm surprised that's not out there. Somebody could make that. Uh, but the the interesting thing is I was looking at that and I'm like, oh, Bill, come on. You just can't help yourself, you old horn dog. And in a way, I was like, it's kind of funny. He's like... Hey, Jesse, check it out. Look at Ariana Grande's. <laughs> you sound a lot like him. I try. Uh, that's, that's like a half impression that I try to do. Uh, but he uh, also, there was that moment. And then there was then an interaction with Bishop Charles H. Ellis III, which is oh, a subsequent photo. And uh, we have had Juliet return to us in the booth now. And the bishop... Uh, well, he got a little familiar, which he apologized for. And, uh, I mean, you can see how uncomfortable he is. You know, just before we started, I was talking to Juliet about that body language is very apparent. Like, I would like you to not touch me, but it's a funeral. You're a man of God. I'm not going to slap you, but would you please That's take why. your hand off me? Uh, it just sort of reminded me of basically before I met my wife, anytime I ever went in for a kiss, I got that body language and I'm like, oh, I have really misread this situation. But Bishop Don Magic Juan, and no, this is not Bishop Don Magic Juan. This is Bishop Charles H. Ellis III. He just thought like, well, let me just get a little closer. And uh, you can kind of see there's, I think, an additional picture where his hand is really somewhere it should not be. And, and even she can't believe down. it. She's like, there's no way so this is really happening. did you see the video? Did you see the video? I saw so it at live. First, yeah. I was like, well, you know, I was trying to rationalize it. I was, I like, was well, too. Well, it doesn't look that bad. It looks like he's just holding her on the side. And if you kind of see, you could see it in both ways. And he's really not trying to touch her boob. But then the, the hands do get a little close. So it's hard to gather. But I will say as a woman, I've been in that position before. And I've experienced that. And it's quite possible that he was trying to cop a fill, which is really dumb given your in front of thousands of people on television. Because I don't have the perspective that you would have on this. Do you think that a guy, when he does that, thinks that, like, either one, well, she's not going to have a problem with this, or, oh, she won't notice? Do you think that that's why a guy does that? Or are they oh, hoping God. you notice and that it's well-received? I I, don't, I think they just like to push the boundaries. Yeah. And they're just kind of, like, in that moment, and they're thinking, how much can I get away with type deal? Yeah. Not, and not even maybe she won't notice, but I'm hoping she just lets it go. That's what I think. Yeah. Although, you remember the 
Taylor Swift incident where she was taking a picture. Oh, and the, the fan, the, right? The fan Who, like, or the photographer or someone oh, like that. Yeah, yeah. Camera guy. He like grabbed her butt from behind, but you I, couldn't see it. Yeah. And then all of that happened. I mean, it, it happens like in front of the whole world. I, I, yeah. And I'm just surprised when it happens. You know, not that it happens, but that, you know, it happens at a funeral. You know, with, yeah, that's really sad. Yeah, so it, it was very surprising, but uh, th- so it's loosely connected to politics because of the fact that Bill Clinton was there. Right. But one other point I wanted to make about that funeral was that seated behind, I guess it was the dais. I don't know what you call it there in the church, but you had Bill Clinton. And then next to him, you had Jesse Jackson. Mm -hmm. And next to Jesse Jackson, you had Al Sharpton. Mm -hmm. And then next to Al Sharpton, you had (laughs) Reverend Louis Farrakhan of the Nation of Islam. Now, uh, now you did point out it was was a Washington Times article that called Mm -hmm. into question about some of the uh, media outlets who cropped that photo and cropped Louis Farrakhan out of it. Now... There are a lot of reasons why you might crop Louis Farrakhan out of it. Oh, yeah. One might be people he's not as well known. Honestly, <laughs> I would have probably also cropped out Al Sharpton. He's just he's lost too much weight. He's he's a little scary looking at this point. <laughs> but I, I just sort of like the idea that the seating arrangement is you have Bill Clinton and then like, well Jesse, Jesse's a pretty normal guy. He ran for president in nineteen eighty four, sure. Al Sharpton is a little out there, but he's really cleaned up his act. And then it's like, oh yeah, yeah. Rev- Reverend Louis Farrakhan yeah, we could put his seat a little further away. Yeah. If only we could. Uh so I think that it, it's not surprising that he's there because I well, would assume that, that the nation of Islam and Aretha Franklin probably found themselves with a lot of common interests in terms of fundraising. You know, uh, he obviously did, he did. Uh, he did preside over the Million Man March as well. Right, exactly. So there's there's a lot of instances that you can point to. It's just how quickly people are trying to separate him from Bill Clinton. Like in terms of the seating, it's like let's put him as far away as we can. Right. And uh, then also the yeah. idea that the photo was cropped out. Um, let's just go say for argument's sake, mm-hmm. say that a reputable news organization did crop. Louis Farrakhan out of the photo. Do you have a problem with that? And we're just assuming it happened. We don't. We're not going to call could, anybody I, out. For first that. of all, I could absolutely see how and why they would crop him out, given his controversial statements regarding uh, Jews, mostly Jews, and, yeah, and white people. Yeah. Um. I mean, he's been accused of anti-Semitism and and re- reverse racism. I guess you'd say. Um, I don't know that I would necessarily maybe like you said, I think that some major media outlets might have just felt that he wasn't prominent enough to, yeah, to get, include get Bill in Clinton the bigger in the picture. Exactly. But I could see how it could be viewed that way. How a conservative outlet like Washington Times could think, oh, well, they they just want to be sure that this prominent Democrat, Bill Clinton, for example, is nowhere near or even associated with a man like Louis Farrakhan. I was very surprised that he was sitting where he was, that I saw him so much. I was just like, wow, that's Louis Farrakhan. Likewise. And, uh, you know, uh, although he maybe has spoken out against my race, I don't hold anything uh, personally against him. Uh, but uh, I was I was definitely surprised uh, that he had such a good seat. And I don't know. I can see why. There are a few people. You know, I bet Bill Clinton didn't shake his hand because he didn't want that photo op. If anything, maybe he gave mm-hmm. him like a, like a, hey, what's up? Yeah, I'm curious to know how, how strong of a relationship he did have with Aretha Franklin, apparently. Yeah, I mean, if, if he's there. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Uh, anyway, so uh, that was our, our fun, lighter topic. 
And we'll keep things a little bit light uh, as we talk about one of the things I wanted to make sure we got to. There are a couple of boycotts going on right oh, now. Oh, boy. And uh, <laughs> this is a really big one on social media because people are very proud to let you know when they've decided not to do something. And they will let you know that they are banning In-N-Out Burger, which a lot of you in our audience oh, don't have so as an good. option. Uh, you know, they're only really in basically the West Coast. It goes out to Texas now. They yep, go a little Texas further than they used to. That's as far as it goes, though, because they don't freeze their meat and they don't want to, you know, to, to no be on the truck too long. Fries, exactly. So these fries. are all things that if Chelsea were here, I, I would say, Chelsea, I know you don't think Chelsea we should eat Chelsea would be a big proponent. So I, I would say I know Chelsea doesn't think we should eat meat. I know she doesn't like fast food is in general. Is she vegetarian? She is. I didn't know that. So, uh, but I would like, if you had to give credit to one, it would probably be in an out burger. Now, you can't be shocked that they would donate to, uh, to the Republican Party. Because if you've ever been there, there are Bible verses yeah. on the cups. And there's mm-hmm. a different one on the fries and a different one on the placemat. So they're, they're pretty upfront about who they are. It's mm-hmm. like people were surprised. Like that, Chick-fil-A. Like Chick-fil-A. They're not open on Sundays. Yeah. They turn down Are they millions. closed on Sundays? They're closed on Sundays Whoa, because they think that. you should spend that day with your families. Yeah, well... I I know because my son likes to go there because they have a a fun little play place. And I'm like, well, we can't go on Sunday. But, you know, and it's just these are organizations that you're like, yeah, look, that's what they want to do. Now, I think a smart organization might donate to Republicans and Democrats. So they put out I just read right before we came in that they they said that they do donate equally to both Democrats and Republicans. And they donate based on, of course, their policies regarding, you know, uh, fair labor rule laws and Anything that's obviously going to be beneficial to restaurants and their companies and their employees. They said they donate to both, just so you guys know. Right. Which but, and look, I, I mean, I, I I know for a fact it's it's well documented. Donald Trump donated to Hillary Clinton's campaigns in the past. So mm-hmm. you know, people donate money Democratic to a lot of things. Campaigns. Yeah, exactly. So people donate to a lot of things, <laughs> and it's just. The level of not even discourse of just communication is. How quick people were to say, like, well, I'm done with in and out. I'm like, look, that's that's your choice. The lines are too long there anyway. There wasn't it a Republic or a Democratic congressman, and I forget whom, tweeted out that he'd found out about this donation and that he felt like that others should boycott. But then he's like, well, it was more just like a. Yeah. He's like, well, I still need a double double. I was just kind of exaggerating. Style, yeah. I yeah. just had a double double protein style right before I came here. Good and for I you will that you protein stop. style. I always yeah. go protein style. Well, that's style. my thing, too. It's like, look, I can understand. And there has to be a line for everybody. If somebody doesn't want to eat an out burger anymore, good for them. But don't. You know, don't chastise anybody else who's like, well, I'm not taking this stand because that's not as important to me, you know. And like the fact that, you know, look, my wife and I were talking about, you know, oh, it'd be fun because, you know, like when we were kids, you'd sometimes have a birthday party like at McDonald's. And we're like, oh, wouldn't it be fun to do a Chick-fil-A? And we're like, do you really want to be the kid at school that sent out the invites? Like, come to my birthday party at Chick-fil-A. Do you want to get judged by all those parents? <laughs> Chick-fil-A is so Ch- good, Yeah, but it, you don't want to be judged by all those Hollywood parents that are like, oh, oh, no. Oh, those major libs are going to be like, we're not going there. Right. And then they're probably like, and you can't be friends with Felix anymore. And, and I can't do that. And throw out your Nike stuff. Well, we're going to get to that in a yeah. moment. So uh, I, I don't know. And it was just people. And then people are just saying things that just aren't true. They're just, well, it's not that good anyway. No, it's delicious. It's so good. It's really good. <laughs> uh, and that has a lot to do with it. Because, you know, if if uh, people wanted to boycott Whataburger, I know you're from Texas. Ooh, they wanted to, to boycott. so good. Yeah, too. but it's not. It's just flat and it what? tastes like it's the really paper. Good. You know what it is? 
Now, I no longer drink, but you know, it's that place that you go after you've been out all night till two in the morning and you just get used to it being the place that's open 24 sure. hours. So then you develop this over like exaggerated loving of it because you thought it was good because you were really drunk. Right. My, you've always had it My drunk. example so then, of that being from New York when is... When you're sober, it's still you still get those same... Those neurons still fire in the same yeah. way. So we all think it's good. My example of that being from New York is White Castle because I've when I was out late... Yeah, well, it's, you know, it's a semi-regional thing. You can find it throughout the South and then the Midwest and stuff. But, uh, and by the way, Juliet has an amazing close-up of an In-N-Out Double Double. 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 Uh, not animal style, not protein style, but you know what? Still delicious all It'll the work. same. And I was like, it'll get the job done. <laughs> and, I still want to eat that. Yeah, and yeah. so it, you definitely associate certain things with uh, experiences. And yeah, I can understand that. Kind of like you think that like that horrible food on the street too, that you like get outside of a club at night. Oh, like the hot really dog wrapped like, in bacon? That's really good, but then like... Yeah. I, I, I used to occasionally buy the hot dog wrapped in bacon after a USC game. That's where my wife went to school, so we would go to the football games. Mm-hmm. And uh, I would eat it. I'm like, oh, it tastes good. But it doesn't feel so good when it's Afterwards. sitting in your stomach. I yeah. never had them. But good it, for you. It always smelled really good. They smell great. Because I was so hungry. Yeah. Anyway, so <laughs> we talked a little bit about that part of it. Okay. And then you alluded to there uh, is now the other side of this. Which you had conservatives who were saying, like, I can't believe you're protesting in and out. This is stupid. It's just donating. And then all of a sudden Nike has an ad with Colin Kaepernick. Yeah, and Cap. it says basically that uh, what's uh, something about standing up for, for what, what you, you believe, believe in, in even, even when you lose everything. Even when you have to sacrifice right, everything. Right. Yeah, exactly. Thank you for remembering better than I did. I've and seen it so many times. Something, even if it means sacrificing everything. Everything. Thank you, Juliet. Yes. And I think, look, it's, it's a very effective ad. And the best thing about this ad, you don't have to get the NFL to sign off on it because yeah. – Nobody's given him a job. Now, I think it's great that they've given him a job. They've given him a job on Nike. Uh, you know, they've given him some money. And here's the thing that I'll say about Colin Kaepernick without turning this into a sports conversation. He is good enough that he could have a job on one of these 32 teams. There yeah. are not 32 quarterbacks who are better than him. There are probably 20. But he's not so bad that he shouldn't have a job. He shouldn't have a job as a backup. He might not want a job as a backup, so he might hold out for it. But I... So... The fact that he's suing because, you know, he feels like they got together and said, we're not going to hire this guy. Uh, So good for him. And, yeah, I hope that uh, Nike gave him a ton of money for this. And we made the joke up at the top, which was written by our friend Tamara, who wasn't able to be here tonight. But uh, we hope she's feeling better soon. uh, That... I don't think Nike cares. You well, go ahead. You, I think Nike is considering their demographic yeah. as well and saying, the, you know what, this isn't. Sorry, this, I'm no, no. This you. hurts. This helps them more than it hurts them. Yeah, That's well, I, I mean, also bad press. If it's bad press for some people, if they, they see it that way, and you know, there are a lot of people in my life. I have. A, I'm friends with a lot of law enforcement, and mm-hmm. some people might, might not be happy with my saying this, but he's standing up for social justice for 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 people. For brown and black people, and that doesn't mean that he's necessarily anti-cop or anti-law enforcement. And people think that they're mutually exclusive. Yeah. That, that if I'm for if I'm with Cap, then I'm against cops, and that's just not the case because I'm with Cap and I'm for cops. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that it's like you have to sort of micromanage every statement now because it's like you're not protesting police; you're protesting a Injustices. number of instances where you've seen. There's videos in some of these yeah. cases. So it's not – it's like you've seen it happen. It has happened. There has and been... there are bad seeds in, in every organization, and that's not saying that all of our our 
guys in blue are bad people, but we've seen these social injustices. We know that brown and black people are indiscriminately or are are shot at higher numbers. I mean, I could go on and on and and he is doing he is protesting in a peaceful manner, which is what America was founded upon. And I believe in his right to do that. And I think this is amazing and beautiful and wonderful. And it is unfortunate that the NFL is essentially, you know, blocked him out altogether because he's standing up for something he believes in. So, yeah. And and I think that at the same time, players who feel like, no, I would like to stand for the national anthem. You know, I I think don't call them out either. You know, it's just like this is how people have a right to your opinion. And also, you know, it's probably not something that they I, I don't know. I, at least I know in baseball, they usually cut away before the national anthem to get some commercials in. So if if it makes networks or team owners uncomfortable, then you don't have to show the people kneeling. But then, you, you know, because you have NBC and Bob Costas who really – I'm using him in particular because he's been so outspoken on it. They really want to focus on it and show it and highlight it, which is great. But if you don't want to show it, then don't, you know? Right. And people who are really that upset about it. Uh, you know, I, I, I guess that they won't they won't watch football, but I think some of them some of them are like, Oh, I don't like that, but I still want, say, the Broncos to win the Super right. Bowl. And then and he has a right to do that. And of course we'll get into the whole public and private. This is a pu- private company and they can ban the person from doing that. But essentially even veterans say that they fought for Americans' rights to pre- peacefully protest. You know what I think is interesting? I don't know if you've seen a mocked-up version of Tillman. Is that his name? Pat Tillman, Pat Tillman. yeah, who uh, had a, a promising NFL career, and right. he left after 9-11 to go fight in, I want to say, Afghanistan, and he died there. Right. Yeah. And what's ironic is that they have a mocked-up version of Pat Tillman and with the same wording over his face saying that, you know, he sacrificed everything. But I don't know if conservatives know or have done their research, but I think that Pat Tillman died from friendly fire. It was the good guys who accidentally killed him. Yeah. He didn't go in and die against the enemy. So I don't. I find that a little... I don't know if that's no, the best example. No, I mean, example. look, he, I understand he, he was still died in service to our country. Absolutely. Fi- sacrificing everything for our country, and he is as well as a hero, but, but I just find it interesting that they chose that person. And then, of course, there are some other ones that are just horrific. Well... Uh, like, like a Trump one with New Balance. Yeah, it, it's it's yeah. the internet after all. I know, and, it's amazing. But a lot of the same people who are posting <laughs> videos, you know, setting their Nikes on fire, were saying that it's stupid <laughs> oh to protest in and out. So it's not stupid for anybody to decide not to do anything. Just don't try well, and get what's me... what's the point of setting your Nikes on fire or cutting up your stuff? You already, you've paid, already for paid for it. You've already paid for it. Yeah. Like, like if you can figure it, out a way to return it and get your money back, now you're talking. Right. You know? Or the meme that's going around that says that you should donate it to homeless. Yeah, which homeless. I think that... Yeah, I mean, that's a great that point. Great. It's like, if you really don't want it. Yeah, because it, it's just like, do you think that people... You know, do you think that like a, a, a kid whose parents can't afford to buy new shoes and, you know, he has like third generation hand-me-down shoes. Do you think he'd be okay with getting a pair of yeah, Nikes really. just because you don't like what Nike did in a commercial? Uh, I think, yeah, that, that's the ultimate thing. If you don't want to buy more Nikes, don't buy more Nikes. But uh, don't set them on fire, you know? I love Nike. 
and before cap. So I don't know. I will continue I, with my Nike. I feel like checks. setting shoes on fire is bad for the environment too. Did you see that one tweet where a guy did set his shoes on fire and they're on his feet? I don't know if that's mocked up either. Did <laughs> oh, no. you see that? I didn't and he see had like it. third degree burns. I have to gather that that was fake, but it was pretty. There's funny. a lot. There's a lot of uh, there's a lot of fake stories out there. It's not even fake news. It's just fake internet. Yeah. Uh, I know, uh, Juliet. We are basically out of time. Do we do we have any more time or should we uh, wrap it up? I know this is less than professional. We had so much fun. But uh, I, I know we have too I much. Like this so whole... much. I'll give you two minutes. We have two Ooh. minutes. Thank you, Juliet. You know what? If Jeff was still in the booth, he would have been like, no, you guys should be done already. <laughs> so thank you, Juliet. I'm just special like that. <laughs> and, we love you, Juliet. You know, Juliet, uh, you know, I don't want to put you on the spot too much, but uh, as, as someone who was born in France and you hear all this stuff, what, what do you think about what's going on in this country right now? Is it crazier it's than when you first... It's very entertaining, that's for sure. That's yeah. definitely the word I would go with, entertaining. Um, but yeah, it is a little saddening. Um, Americans love a scandal. It's not new to 2018. It's not new to five years ago. It's been, that's just how it is. Americans love a scandal. Uh, So this is just another one of them. Everybody likes to give their opinion, which is good. It's good to give your opinion, but it's just not, when it comes to Nike and as you're saying, burning things, it just, it's definitely not the smartest way to use our time. Yeah, and it's like it's fine. Like I say, it's fine to have an opinion, but then just know someone else is going to have another opinion. And part of having an opinion is I am going to donate to a party that you might not vote for. Right, and And it's just where is our focus going? It just seems like the everyone's focused, whether depending if you're Democrat, Republican, whatever you are, green, black, blue. It just not it's not focused where it should be. Yeah. I, I definitely agree. Well, thank you, Juliet, for I sharing. I agree. And it really thank you, should be on. The thank you for policies. letting me put you on the on the spot like that. Uh, so one of the things that we'll have to talk more about next week, I'll just touch on it very briefly. Is there's this Bob Woodward book coming out, and Ooh. this was another thing. There was like split screen while I was at the gym because CNN was like, "Oh, do we cover the Kavanaugh? Do we talk about some of the leaks out of the Bob Woodward book?" It's juicy too. And he just talks about the crazy town that the White House is. And the fact that uh, Trump aides took papers off of his desk in the interest of national security. And, you know, a lot of times when you get these books, they're based on, you know, legitimate interviews with people. And they may just be one or two person's perspective on it. But it's really entertaining. Uh, Now, the little bit that you were able to see of it. And look, the book's not out yet. So I think when the book comes out. Then I bet Drexel will probably read it overnight and we'll be able to get him the next day because he's always ready to read those books. He loves reading those books. But uh, in the interim, we'll just talk for a minute about uh, some of what we're seeing. What are you thinking about what you're hearing about? Well, I thought it's interesting that he quotes John Kelly, for example, directly and says that John Kelly has said that working with Trump, and this is just what he's quoting John Kelly as having said, was that, that Trump was an idiot, that, that it was like pointless even going to him. That he was like a national security threat and this is the worst job he's ever had. You know, John Kelly's supposed to be, you know, Trump's it's, uh, on it's his, his guy, side, yeah. apparently. So that was interesting. And I and I will say this. Bob Woodward is a reputable journalist who has done some hard-hitting, honest journalism. So I don't take what he's written lightly at all, you know. Yeah, I mean. This is not like some random. It's not like the fury of. Uh, the last book, now I forget what it was called. Uh, yeah, I know the book you're talking yeah, about. Yeah. yeah, a lot of these books that come out, you're like, but I mean, yeah, this this is Bob Woodward. Yeah. This, 
This is, this the, is the guy. This is the guy who, with Carl Bernstein, yep. you know, brought down Nixon. Exactly. So this guy, I think, has some good sources. And yes, I know that's forty-five years ago. But at the same time, uh, I, I think his book has a little bit more weight. And the final thing I'll end on is the fact that now Trump is saying he's upset that he wasn't interviewed for the book. And he's blaming Kellyanne Conway. He's saying it's her fault that that he didn't get interviewed for it. Uh, So anyway, we will have some more of these assembled for next week. There's really just like four or five very tasty tidbits that are out there. Yeah, we'll take out our own favorite excerpts. It'll be so much fun. Yeah, right. Exactly. Uh, (laughs) All right. So uh, thanks to everybody who uh, was in the chat. Uh, And uh, Chief of Staff John Kelly describes Trump as an idiot and unhinged, according to Woodward. That's from R. Scott Brown. Thanks, R. Scott Mm -hmm. Brown. And Stuart Jared resident and someone named Mr. T in the chat who's not the actual Mr. T, but we appreciate it all the that same. That you know of. Well, that's true. <laughs> the the, the uh, avatar doesn't look Pity like the fool Anyway, Brooke, there. thanks so much for coming back. <laughs> so much I, I hope that now that we're back on Tuesdays, this is going to work better in your schedule. So better. Okay, good. Because uh, we are back to Tuesdays at 4 Pacific, 7 Eastern. So you will be sure to find us here again next Tuesday. And hopefully we get the whole band back together. But uh, until then, you can find me on Twitter at ChristianDMZ and Instagram. Brooke, where do people find you? Hey, guys. You can find me on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at Brooke Solis TV. And uh, in the booth, we have Juliet, and it, I believe it is it Juliet Bonjour on Instagram? At Bonjour Juliet. At Bonjour Juliet. Thank you, you have a Twitter, but you don't use it, right? Nah. Yeah. So you're all about I the, leave uh, Trump. Trump gets it. He has Twitter handled for me. <laughs> yeah. Basically, <laughs> Trump Yeah, Trump just takes care of it. You're like, I'm, a, I'm an IG girl, so you can find <laughs> Juliet over there. Thank well, you. Well, thank you, Juliet, for helping us out. And to Brooke and to everybody, we will see you next week. Thanks so much, everyone. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later! 